Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. Another good show coming up for you uh, this week, 1380 KLIZ. Also, PodMN, PodNM, the new landing spot for podcasts in Minnesota, and uh, Lakes, Woods, and Irons, our Facebook page as well. Find us there. All thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2020 Buicks. Chris, we've got some great guests lined up. We want to talk about uh, uh, we got to see a little golf on TV, and I guess we get to see a little more this weekend. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a lot of fun getting to see uh, some live golf and uh, four great players and even better, just a fantastic golf course. Uh, and it'll be fun this weekend. We, uh, Tiger Woods and, and Phil and... Yeah, Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and... It'll be interesting. I think the the production will be. It sounds like it's going to be a lot different. Justin Thomas is going to be in the booth doing a little commentary. And, <laughs> good. Uh, so it, it'll it'll be it'll be good. I was I was looking more forward to to last weekend, but I, now I'm now I'm anxious to see this weekend's match. Well, it sounds like they're kind of chomping at the bit to play, and Phil gets excited about a lot of stuff. But uh, sounds like Tiger is too. I thought this match the last weekend, you know, got the four guys carrying their own, carrying their bags, wearing shorts, and they're all, you know, relatively young men. It, it just kind of reminded you of, uh, you know, playing in a foursome with your buddies. Everybody's carrying their own bag, and it was uh, we kind of talking off air how the closeness of the game in that situation for them and you or I playing with our buddies, uh, it's very similar. It's just that they're you know, at a different level of the, the actual golf game, but... As far as the casual, enjoyable part of golf, it's uh, almost identical, really. Yeah, it, it, that was neat to see, and I, uh, uh, you know, I, quite honestly, I've always kind of been against guys on tour wearing shorts, but you know, <laughs> after seeing it, it was uh, I, I kind of liked it, and I, I loved them carrying their own bag and uh, shooting the yardage themselves, and yeah, it's unbelievable how long that Matthew Wolf hits the ball. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, you know, ha- having played that golf course I, and having a perspective of uh, of the holes, uh, well, all of them just hit it so far, but him especially, and Rory hit a couple drives that were just so long and in such different places than I, I had played the golf course from, <laughs> I can tell you that. Man, those two, I mean, that, that add Dustin in the mix, and uh, talk about three guys, and Rory and Dustin in particular hit it so far and so straight, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you if, you, if you, I've never really been for bifurcation of the rules and rolling back the golf ball, but after watching those guys, I, you know, you get a classic course like that. And they, they didn't tear the golf course apart. Uh, the scoring was, I think, much higher than most people thought it would be. If you, if you go back and look at the media prior to it, Ricky Fowler was low with 67, which, you know, they shoot that every day on every single tour golf course including the top setups for the u.s open right so the golf course held its own but when you think about the clubs they were hitting into the greens i mean they were they were hitting little wedges into the in into holes that you know then originally you had to hit five six seven iron into sure exactly Um, yeah so it changes the golf course but you know because of the 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 surrounds around the greens and the greens are so hard um you know, the golf course held its own. So, but uh, it, it would be fun to see those guys playing with a 19, you know, 70 era golf ball and golf club on that golf course and see how they play. I'd love that if they would ever, I, I suppose the sponsors would hate it, but it would sure would be fun to have a 
some kind of a persimmon open at some point yeah. in time and, and just let the guys play with uh, uh, with the same set of clubs from 50 years ago just to see. I mean, they're, they're still obviously going to be great. They're obviously going to score. But uh, it would be fun to see the challenge of it. Yes, it would. I still got a wood in my bag, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, I've played a little hickory golf over the years. Yeah. And uh, and I've played some hickory golf in, the, in in Scotland. You know, it's such a different form of the game. But it is, it's so much fun. Uh, it's a different feel. It's a different sound. Uh, but it, it's just, uh, it's so much fun the way the ball moves and the way it moves on the ground. And, sure. Yeah, that's so uh, one of the reasons they played on the ground, I'm sure, was the, was the capability of the clubs uh, back then as well. Um, absolutely. Roll absolutely. it up there as best you can. Uh, we get to, I do have some great guests. Speaking of uh, Scotland, uh, Josh Evanson, a good friend of yours and uh, uh, he's behind the great book Links to St. Andrews, and uh, it's uh, going to be a really fun conversation with Josh. I think listeners will love it. And then uh, yeah, local, I'm really looking forward to local guy, we got uh, Patrick Skogan with us from uh, Sun Mountain Golf. That's going to be a lot of fun as well. And uh, it's going to be a good show, man. Oh, and uh, Josh Dahl as well from Eagles Landing. Man, it's a big show. <laughs> 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 You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons. On 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Uh, with Chris Foley and myself, Colin McDonald. Lakes, Woods, and Irons also available at Podcast MN. Podcast MN is a new landing spot for Minnesota podcasts. That thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of Affordable Luxury, the uh, 2020 Buicks. And also uh, find us on Facebook. Chris Very, a special guest. Going to be fun. Absolutely. Want to welcome to the show my good friend Josh Evenson. John, Josh is from North Dakota. is a graduate of the University of St. Andrews, and is the author of Links to St. Andrews: Love Letters to the Home of Golf. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thank you very much. It's great to be with you today. You know, Josh, it was about a year ago to the day that we were, uh, you and I were over in Wisconsin playing uh, Sand Valley getting beat up i we, we went over there i didn't realize what i was getting myself into 72 balls of golf walking in one day <laughs> it was a lot of fun that was a special day yes it was uh for the summer solstice uh at sand valley and yeah we had a great great group of guys i mean yourself and a fellow um st andrew uh study abroad student from 2007 alex cameron and then a royal and ancient golf club member long time friend uh ken mold there from winnipeg so it's kind of a good regional group that participated in that event it was a lot of fun oh it was a fantastic trip and sand valley if people haven't been there they gotta get that on their their list because it's a fantastic place it really is i was blown away i mean with everything that david mcclay kid did at mammoth dunes it was really fun to see and prior to that i had been a couple times uh including opening weekend and beforehand when they were working on the original course sand valley course uh with corin crenshaw and i just couldn't say enough good things about mike kaiser's work and everyone that works with him um he's truly truly the best there is in the game in my opinion and i think it shows there and abandoned dunes and other places i mean that night we arrived it was so fun to pull in and be able to play the sandbox and just kind of have a nice nice kind of introduction to the place 
so that yeah, that was a lot of fun. I know we were sure tired. I mean, that was U.S. Open weekend, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. But we were sure uh, tired at the end of that that 72 holes. It had been a while since I'd walked that much. Probably the last time I did that was. Uh, when I did a hundred hole hike actually around St. Andrews and the old course and the other courses there with Tom Doak. Um, and then the, the coach actually, uh, from the university of St. Andrews golf team, David Watt and the founder actually of the hundred hole hike, a gentleman, um, out of Chicago. So really a lot of fun, but it was a long day. <laughs> the hundred yeah. hole hike. That's a, that's intriguing. <laughs> Yes, yes. It was a pretty neat thing that a, a friend had come up with years ago, and he started at Ballyneal. His name's Jim Colton, and he's raised, I mean, millions of dollars over the years uh, for wonderful causes in golf, outside of golf, um, youth programs, the Evans Scholars, you name it. And it just so happened that I was living over there at that time and working for the University of St. Andrews and um, basically working on their 600th development team. And I was able to, to reach out and work with Jim, and we were able to get a couple people to join us, and luckily Tom Doak was available. So it really made for a special time. We were up, I think, around 3, 4 in the morning getting ready at the Fairmont. And I think uh, balls were in the air by, oh, gosh, just maybe just before 5 a.m. or just after 5 a.m. <laughs> it was a long day, <laughs> a lot of fun, um, but it was pretty neat. We were able to play our 100th and 101st holes um, on number one of the old going out and 18 coming back. So wow. it was pretty neat. Uh, Herb Kohler, um, who owns Whistling Straits and the Old Course Hotel, among other things, uh, of Kohler Company just outside there in Kohler, Wisconsin, um, was a big supporter of it and really nice to kind of welcome us to the first tee and, and cheer us along. So it was really a great memory, uh, just as the summer solstice was with you, Chris. Yeah, it was a great time. Josh, was that all on the older? Did you play the new and Jubilee, or we played all the courses? Yeah, we did all. Oh, of that's them awesome! Except Castle Course. So yeah, if you were to do the five eighteens, that's ninety holes in the Balgove, and then we played those other two for hundredth and hundredth and first. <laughs> so I don't remember the order. I'd have to go back and look. I know Jim did a good job of chronicling it. I just forgot or didn't have time at the time, um, but it was pretty neat. So, yeah, we played the ones. If, if A lot of people don't know. If you were to take the first letter of the name of each golf course at St. Andrews, managed by the St. Andrews Links Trust, the first six, so excluding the Castle course, you'll actually get B. Jones out of it, as in Bobby Jones. <laughs> and a lot of people don't know that. And so you'd actually have B for Balgove, uh, I'm sorry, J for Jubilee, Old, um, O for old, and then um, N for new, E for Eden, and S for Strathyrum. So pretty fun. Yeah, that is. You bet. <laughs> just just another reason why St. Andrews is my favorite place in the world, <laughs> and Bobby Jones is my favorite golfer of all time. <laughs> yes, I don't know why they couldn't find something with a T in it, but that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, very good. Well, Josh, I was I was thinking about you a lot during the uh, during the lockdown. I had more time than I typically do on my hands, and I I reread a lot of uh, the links to St. Andrews. It's such a great read because you can sit down and open it up anywhere, and there's just these great essays and artwork. Um, t- tell us a little about that book. I really appreciate it. Um, so the the original. Links to St. Andrews, um, Love Letters to the Home of Golf, 
really started in early 2014. I had been working for the university for a number of years, and my time there had come to an end uh, when the president of the university, the first female uh, ch- principal and vice chancellor since their founding 600 years ago, uh, had moved on to become the first female president um, uh, and chancellor, vice chancellor, of Oxford University since their founding in 1089. And so when I moved on from that, I had spent a lot of time in the UK by then, maybe six of the last seven or eight years. And golf had always been close to my heart. And that was really the reason to kind of return for a master's degree in 2009-10-11 in economics. I absolutely adored it. And so had a great time while I was working um, for the Royal and Ancient at the British Golf Museum. And had been thinking about all these stories for really a number of years and it felt like i mean when you're in st andrews as you well know there's just there's history everywhere you you feel it and i just wondered how many stories there were that maybe had hadn't been told or had been forgotten or you name it and so really the goal of the book was to identify a hundred or so people um from all aspects of golf from major winners open champions to architects to locals, um, students, you name it, to share maybe one of their favorite stories. And so we work closely with all of them in a variety of ways, from interviews to editing to co-writing, ghostwriting, you name it. Every one of them was a little bit different just based on their time, experience, or level of comfort um, in writing or wanting to do it themselves. And so really I worked on it for maybe about 12 to 18 months. It was my first project ever like this. And it was really exciting. Um, While I had been working for the university, uh, I really became uh, relatively close uh, to Arnold Palmer through a friend by the name of Howdy Giles, who was Mr. Palmer's longtime dentist and close friend. He happens to have the largest repository, I believe, of Arnold, of private, like basic, basically like Arnold Palmer photos that he had taken since the the late 60s or early 70s when they first met. And so there's something like a quarter of a million photos that he has of Mr. Palmer and friends and events and and so on. And so he was the um, honorary chairman for our 600th anniversary, and we had a big event in St. Andrews called the St. Andrews 600. And it was one of the only times that the the course had been open on a Sunday for a non-open championship final round. And so it was really special for the university. And so basically, once Mr. Palmer agreed to support and be part of the book, um, it made it that much easier to be able to work with uh, a lot of his contemporaries and and really gave, I think, people a a sense of comfort in being able to work with a first-time or brand-new author or general editor that was trying to put a book like this together. And so really what came out of it um, was a special big, heavy coffee table book. We won coffee table book of a year from IPPY uh, in 2015, their 25th anniversary or 20th anniversary, and has gone on to raise a little over $400,000 to date for various charities around the country and throughout the UK. And so kind of what happened there was I reached out to all of those same folks and asked if they'd be willing to sign 100 sheets of paper that had grass infused into the paper. So it's handmade paper um, that I had traveled basically to to gather. So friends had shipped me grass from from the (laughs) old course, as well as from Royal Liverpool Golf Club, Hoy Lake, 
um, Royal Dornick, and then Common Ground in Colorado. So it was just four places that were really important and special to me. And I traveled to every one of these folks um, over about 150-day trip, 225-day trips, and much more. So it was a pretty intense effort um, to get them to sign these 100 sheets. And that's what these books have become. And so it's really been a joy to work with so many special charities to be able to raise funds for special causes. So it's really been a labor of love. Josh, the relationship with Palmer is is very interesting. Mr. Palmer, I should say. Um, the feeling, you guys have both uh, been around St. Andrews quite a bit, and the, the feeling toward uh, Mr. Palmer just has to be extraordinary in, in the entire uh, continent of uh, Great Britain, isn't it? No question. There's, there's no one like him, um, at least that I've ever met, um, in terms of just a private individual or such a public individual. Um, he was he was one of the kind, and that's he is one of a kind, and that's why he's always been uh, thought of as the king. So uh, we had many wonderful times. Um, we were able to bring the students over in 2011 to visit him at Bay Hill. Uh, he welcomed uh, the men's and ladies teams from St. Andrews. Um, I was able to meet him in Latrobe a, a number of times um, at his office there and at Latrobe Country Club, along with his uh, longtime friend and aide, Doc Giffen. Um, just the stories are, are endless. I saw him a couple other times at Bay Hill and was able to spend time with him with Howdy uh, once again. And in the end, I mean, before he, he passed away, just as a, a thank you to him, um, there's a friend of mine by the name of Michael Klein who did a lot of the art for the original links to St. Andrews uh, that said that he was willing to do a portrait for Mr. Palmer. And so we were able to have uh, Michael Klein do about a maybe a three by maybe a two by three foot um, painting of him that we were able to gift him just a few months before he passed while Michael and I were traveling around Scotland. I'll, I'll kind of never forget the day. I mean, not only gifting him the portrait during an event at La Trobe, you could see that he was very honored. But then when we were actually traveling abroad and we got news of his passing, we were at Eileen Donan Castle. Um, we had just stayed in that area and it was probably one of the most beautiful sunrises I've ever seen. Um, it was beautiful pink skies uh, coming up over the lock, and it gives you goosebumps. I, I just I remember that moment so vividly, and all of the times that, that we were able to share that were very special to me. It was kind of the perfect marriage, um, the magic of St. Andrews and, and the magic of Arnold Palmer uh, really just energized the entire game, it felt like. Agreed. And this book, I mean, it wouldn't have been the same without him, just as the, I mean, more importantly, the game never would have been the same without him. And so it's really been a lot of fun. And I guess that's what's led to, to the second undertaking, um, this next book that I hope will be finished for just after the 150th playing of the Open Championship at St. Andrews in 2022, uh, will be similar to the first, um, but mostly, I mean, probably 90% new contributors all new art, all new features. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It's nice to have another shot at it because <laughs> you learn so much the first time around and you improve every time, just like hopefully you do in golf. Josh, maybe the, the year of uh, the cancellation of the Open was a bonus for you and the time to get the new, the new book done. Uh, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so important. Um, to be honest, I never would have gotten it done in time for 2021 
So though all of the, the current situation, of course, is so difficult on so many levels, um, but privately for, for that particular issue, uh, it was really a kind of a saving grace for me to be able to really focus on working on this book and really doing it uh, justice, as well as giving some of the artists that will be working on it uh, ample time. For example, for this one, uh, a gentleman who actually happens to be Michael Klein's very good friend, a mutual friend of ours, his name is Joshua LaRock. L-A-R-O-C-K, um, who's a very, very talented artist out of Austin, Texas. We'll be doing a lot of the artwork for this one, uh, among many others, including Levi Bransky. We'll have some stuff from him. Uh, he's been a longtime friend whom I first met uh, in 2008 while I was interning for the United States Golf Association at the U.S. Open when Tiger won at Torrey Pines and worked with him for many years. Um, he'll contribute some stuff and, and many others. So, it's really fun. I mean, we're maybe we have 50 or 60 people identified so far. A couple of the returners um, are Gary Player and Herb Kohler. Um, those two just have so many stories, of course. So I, I feel like it would be appropriate to have them again. And since the first book, uh, Mr. Kohler has actually been honor, honored with an honorary degree from the University of St. Andrews. So it'll be really nice. I was able to interview him in person there um, at, in Col- at Kohler headquarters uh, about a year ago. So it'll be nice to have another piece from him as well as Mr. Player. Some new contributors, Louis Oosthuizen's agreed to par- be part of it. Uh, he won the 2010 Open Championship. Um, Miguel Angel Jimenez, who won just a couple years ago for the Senior Open Championship. Um, Lucas Michel, who was actually a St. Andrews alum that just won the U.S. Mid-Am, um, actually at Colorado Golf Club. Um, and many others. I mean, one of the ones that I've been working on here for a little while is actually an interview with uh, Chef Thomas Keller, uh, the owner of the French Laundry, who loves golf. And so it's really been a lot of fun to to reach out and meet some of these people and, and help them share their story. Tell me a little so bit about uh, uh, Gary Player. He's my, you know, when, when you're growing up, Dad always loved Arnie, and uh, so I had to have a guy, so... I chose Gary Player because it was a pretty good it was a pretty good uh, competition in those days. Uh, never ceasing to be amazed is is one of Gary's essays, and I agree with Chris. The essay thing is so easy to read. It's nice to just have a page or two from all these great people. Oh, I appreciate that, and I couldn't agree more about Mr. Player. Um, he was a delight. He's he's been wonderful to work with. He's been so kind and generous with his time. Um, in fact, I mean, he actually just chose to write it solely himself. He said, I, I just give me a few ideas and I'll, I'll get it done. So he was, as you'd expect, once he agreed to undertake uh, this contribution and this writing project, I think it was with to me and finished within like a week. <laughs> uh, it's pretty incredible and pretty helpful. But to the point of uh, kind of, I guess, for the signed version, it was really fun. It was in 2015 at Chambers Bay uh, that I was out there that week for the U.S. Open. And he agreed to meet in person. He said, well, how about we just meet that week and I'll sign those 100 sheets and we'll go from there. And so we were able to meet for about a, a two and a half, three hour lunch to just sit and talk golf and for him to sign the paper. And just the day prior, I'd met with Jack Nicholas for him to do the same for breakfast. And that's really how it came about. He said, well, all right, let's find a time. And Jack said, he had mentioned, Mr. Nicholas did that we should get together for breakfast. And we did that. And Gary said, well, if you're getting together with him for breakfast, let's meet for lunch tomorrow. So it was really neat to be able to spend some time with him. Um, but since, I mean, he's been incredible. When I was at the Masters in 16, 
Uh, he invited us to a big event that he was hosting at a local home that he was staying at uh, for friends and media and you name it. And he did the same thing in 2015 um, during the Open, I guess, when the book was being launched that week at the Open Championship. It was the 50th anniversary of one of his uh, Open Championship victories. And so he was having a really special uh, party and event to celebrate it at a really beautiful place in Fife, uh, an old ancient castle called Valcaris House. So things like that have just really been abundant in terms of how kind he's been uh, to my family and myself. And so I'm in the process of working with him right now to bring, I guess, another story to light and, and potentially maybe if it works out uh, to do a portrait for him as well as thanks for all he's done. Wow, awesome. You're listening to our conversation with Josh Evanson, creator of the book uh, Links to St. Andrews, Love Letters to the Home of Golf. Fabulous book. And uh, we'll be back with more from Josh next week. Josh Evanson, you can find uh, the book at linkstostandrews.com, linkstostandrews.com. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Also uh, now podcast uh, podcast MN, the new landing spot for Minnesota podcasts featuring uh, Lakes, Woods, and Irons there. Also Facebook page, Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Find us those places, all courtesy of our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2020 Buicks. Chris, a special guest, going to be familiar to uh, some of our listeners. He's a former Brainerd Warrior. Yeah, former 2011 graduate of BHS. Uh, welcome to the show, Patrick Scogan. Hey, thanks for having me on. You bet, Pat. It's great. It's great to have you on. You are uh, working at Sun Mountain Sports in Missoula, Montana, and uh, many people will be familiar with with your push carts. Yeah, they're uh, ever since Corona started, we've been sold out, and I think we're sold out till September. So I just give everyone an update there. Um, they're very popular right now. Uh, give people the freedom to walk and not have to carry their bag. Um, it's been awesome. We've seen an uptick in sales. I read last week a report from the National Golf Foundation that push cart sales for the first quarter of 2020 are up over 900%. Yeah, it's nuts. We have uh, people working so hard to try and get them manufactured, then ship them here to Missoula for assembly, and then distributed everywhere else around the world. Uh, You know, it's it's been so busy here. It's uh, it's nuts how coronavirus has been produced such an uptick in the golf business i'm not sure what your guys's quarantine rules are or you know what sports they're allowing right now but in montana that's one of the few places that remained open and we're fortunate we had a, a great spring so the courses here have been super busy yeah very nice you're out there you, you know you came from god's country here then spent some time in the flatlands not so much god country and then back in <laughs> western montana god's country again patrick yeah it's uh it's great to be here you know i'm looking at four mountain ranges outside of our office here uh, one right behind us that i can go for a hike hike at after work if it's not raining too hard today perfect and nice how did you end up at sun mountain Pat? yeah so i moved out to bozeman for a while and finished up my college there um, you know, and just wanted to change from Bozeman, and they're actually hiring at Sun Mountain. It's one of the first times they've been hiring in a couple years. Uh, started out in customer service, answering a lot of phone calls, helping customers out with bag questions, out-of-work questions, uh, speed cart questions. Uh, so I did that for about a year and a half, and then a position opened up that's called Sun Mountain Motorsports, 
with the Finn Scooters. That opened up last August and was able to move over there and do somewhat of a similar role with them to start. And now I've transitioned more into sales and uh, going out and showcasing our Finn cycles, which we're pretty excited about. Um, they're super busy. We've been over, you know, we're, we've now moved into 32 states with them. Uh, it's almost 700 fins out in the field uh, with 8,000 recorded rentals and zero reported injuries, which is a pretty pretty big deal for us. Kind of describe the, the fin cycle for us, Patrick. Yeah, I guess the it's technically a personal golf machine. So if you take like a something similar to electronic bike uh, and you make it golf course ready, um, it's going to operate and perform phenomenally. Uh, we use the same tires that John Deere and Toro use for their mowers and gators and other golf course equipment, so it's really turf-friendly. It only weighs 80 pounds, which is extremely awesome. That's about 800 pounds less than your regular four-wheel riding cart. Uh, we had a lot of superintendents when we first started. They were really concerned about how it would chew up the turf or anything like that. And we've heard nothing but good things. You know, it's it's pretty easy to convince someone it's a good thing when you're saving about 800 pounds with a uh, with one rider on it. And are the, I can't remember are they battery powered or gas powered? Yeah, so we use a lithium ion battery. Uh, we have the patent for the design at the moment, so it's a nice little triangle that sits right inside of the frame, and it's detachable for charging. So you can play. Uh, I think my record is probably 45 or 47 holes on one charge, but we recommend charging it after every 18 or 27 or 36-hole round. Full disclosure, Pat, the cart is uh, using a little more energy when I'm on board than when you're on board. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit, but, you know, we don't have to get in that too far. <laughs> and are any courses in Minnesota using the fin carts yet? Yeah, we have a... Uh, sales rep is doing a great job there spreading them out uh, you know the biggest ones that we've seen has been in the minneapolis area moorhead country club and then up at giants ridge uh, up in northern minnesota they've been showing great great signs that they're performing well and people are really interested you know it's a big draw and it turns a lot of courses into destination destination type course excuse me uh, when they bring them in just because it's something different and, you know, it's a lot of social distancing guidelines that we're experiencing, not only in Montana, but across the country. Um, this is a great option for courses that are looking to bring in something different and something fun um, and also not have to worry about running out of cart fleets. So I know that in Missoula here, we've had a lot of courses bring in more fins because they uh, it's only a single rider per cart. So, you know, it gets a, gets a lot of more people out on your course without having to run out of carts or force some people to walk. What a great option. Pat, when you segged into the golf world, when I first knew you, you were roaming around center field for the Warriors <laughs> and uh, uh, playing a lot of baseball. Did you, uh, do you play a lot of golf, too? Yeah, I, it's, it's pretty nice to be able to go test out golf bags and um, get paid to go test out golf stuff. So I, I get a fair amount of golf in. Um, it's kind of hard to decide what to do after work. Do I go to a, a blue ribbon trout stream to fish, go hiking or go play golf at one of the courses we have in Missoula? Um, it's, I'm yeah. Decisions, decisions. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice here, but you know, I do miss playing baseball. That's one thing. You're of course my Legion coach for a year, which was awesome. Right. Yeah. Uh, we had fun. But I also remember taking a, a kid's junior clinic from Chris out at, I don't remember where we were. I think at Craigans, but yeah, I've been playing golf all my life. I was fortunate that my parents took me out to play at Madden's and Craigans growing up. So it's pretty cool that I just somehow stumbled into a, a career in golf. I think every summer I've had a job in golf, either working at Madden's or in college working on courses. 
I think I've done just about every job at a golf course besides organize the tournament, which coincidentally I'm organizing tournaments now for our, uh, our offices. So I nice. think I have done everything now. Nice. The company is really expanding. You were saying off air, Patrick, the, uh, it, uh, the uh, kind of the three-legged stand-up golf bag was one of the original inventions, and and, it, and once everybody could get it, as soon as they get their hands on it, that was a that was a hot seller to start, and you've just expanded from there. Yeah. So back in the '80s, our owner inventor uh, Rick Reimers, he started out as creating. He had the first patent for the legs that kicked out when you set down one of those stand bags. So Ping was, I think, our first contract. Um, he was kind of making them for his friends out of his garage and then got an order for a hundred and then he had to uh, start hiring people to help him out. So that was our first big break in the eighties. And since then in the late nineties, we came out with that three wheel push cart. The speed cart was the original model. And, uh, you know, our motto is kind of ahead of time design. And that's kind of the thing we've always been following is trying to stay on the cutting edge of just anything golf related. It's been it's been a cool opportunity to see that kind of develop and, you know, know that we're still expanding and always growing and always changing, trying to stay ahead of everybody else. Sounds like any, a great company culture. Any no trade yeah. secrets on what's next, I suppose, huh, Patrick? I can't quite disclose yet. <laughs> My guess is that we'll start making more and more something similar to the fins. Um, you know, make it more accessible for people, for older people that, uh, you know, aren't maybe a little bit hesitant to scoot on onto a fin, but we're always moving forward and pushing kind of the limits of what we're allowed to do and what people are too hesitant against. So, um, you know, surprisingly with the fin, we've had a lot more success with older people on them. We have a lot of older folks. I'm not calling my parents old, but they, uh, they've, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> they've okay. rented them out a lot. Yeah. They've taken them out a lot and seem to really enjoy it. Uh, it's a great experience for people to, play a little bit faster if no one's in front of me i can play about nine holes in 35 40 minutes um, granted i'm also about a seven handicap right now so uh, not too many errant shots but it definitely speeds up the game a bit you know you can play a an 18 hole round in a couple hours which is pretty nice nice oh, job great. on those junior lessons chris he's a seven <laughs> <laughs> If people want some information, Patrick, on the company or some of the product line, how do they go about getting that? Yeah, you can just check out our website, finscooters.com is what it's called. Uh, we also have our, our bag stuff and push carts available on sunmountain.com. Uh, we're also pretty accessible. You can give us a call anytime from 8 to 5, Mountain Standard Time. Um, there's three of us here in the office who are ready to take a call and help out if you have any questions or concerns. Um, you know, these things are only 80 pounds, so they're pretty maneuverable. I can fit two in the back of my Subaru right now um, with the handlebars folded down. So nice. it's pretty yeah. easy to transport them around the state and around uh, the Rocky Mountains here. Well, Patrick, you've also got a, a program with uh, golf course pros where they could they could maybe, uh, if they're interested in the product, they could uh, contact you and or whoever at the company there and maybe get one uh, to try it out and uh, maybe get themselves into into the business of it. Yeah, absolutely. We have a couple different programs for not only golf course pros, but also courses who are looking for a, a low low interest way of getting involved with us and bringing them to your course. Um, you know, if they contact us or one of our local reps in Minnesota, we can uh, we can set them up with paperwork where we'll send them a fin. And you know, if they start making sales for us, we can help them out with financially with some some kickbacks, which is awesome. And it's a 
it's a great way to not only bring them into your course, but also show, you know, some people at your course that this is a viable option for rentals and uh, bringing in maybe a fleet of them as well. Um, you know, especially with social distancing and golf courses running out of carts, this is a great way and a low cost way to bring them in. Um, you know, it's definitely, we have a bunch of different programs that are, you can take advantage of, or your course can take advantage of. So definitely reach out and we can talk you through anything that you're interested in or any concerns you have. Uh, just a little bit of paperwork can get you started on bringing fins in. So finscooters.com, can they find their way that way? Yeah, finscooters.com. We have a bunch of different ways to get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us also through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Um, you know, we're pretty easy to get a hold of. It's pretty nice to be able to sit out my window here at work and <laughs> and have a view of the mountains and be able to talk about golf. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, we all uh, like our jobs a little bit, but it's nice to have a good view too. Not all bad. Patrick, thanks a million for joining us. We sure do appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me on. Patrick Skogan, student of Chris Foley and a seven handicapper. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, and also now podcasting at Podcast MN under Lakes, Woods, and Irons, the new landing spot for Minnesota Podcasts. Also our Facebook page, Lakes, Woods, and Irons. All thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2020 Buicks. Special guest with us, uh, Josh Dahl is with us from uh, Eagles Landing, and uh, Josh is the uh, uh, manager out at Eagles Landing. Josh, uh, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy to have you here, Chris. We were just kind of talking off air about the, uh, the commonality of everybody's dilemma so far this year. Yes, it's uh, it's certainly been a challenging uh, start to the season with your plan changing by the week, basically. Um, for us at Eagles Landing, the tough part was uh, accommodating all this new demand for golf. You know, with the uh, current situation of how you have to handle your golf carts, and with many carts with only one person in it, we were probably operating at 70% capacity, and, you know, we had all this additional demand, so that was, that was tough, but we have uh, up to 92 golf carts now, so it's kind of like business as usual as far as that goes. Personnel-wise, yeah. I know, Chris, uh, you've talked about how much uh, you and Chuck uh, and Tim are, are working early in the season. Josh, I'm sure the same for you. you yeah. You didn't know how much staff to have on hand and all those kind of uh, logistical questions. Yeah, it's been it's been really tricky. And then with all the additional cleaning of carts, um, that's added you know, a lot of extra work, and I'm sure a lot of the shop guys in the lakes area are doing a lot of that stuff themselves. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's interesting because the, the demand for golf is is so much up compared to what it has been the last couple springs. And uh, we've had some nice weather and we've had some crummy weather, but, boy, people are, are starved to get outside and enjoy enjoy the golf. It's wonderful, you know, because for the last few years we kind of would talk about you know, who is this next young golfer that's going to come along and kind of do the same thing for the sport that Tiger Woods did? Well, who would have ever thought it would have been the coronavirus that, you know, would have got so many more people out on the golf course? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, That's a good point, Josh. I hadn't thought about it that way. Right? But it's it's great. You know, it's uh, it's our opportunity as, you know, managers and professionals at these golf courses to show these folks you know, how to do it and how enjoyable golf can be. I'm guessing uh, we always the cottage industries or 
you know, it seems like somebody always flourishes no matter what the situation. I'm thinking right now is pretty good for the golf cart industry because uh, oh, everybody sure. wants more. Because you got to have, uh, well, you got to have four every group that goes out, basically. Yeah, you know, and I know personally those uh, those individual like sales reps for Yamaha or EasyGo or whatever company it may be, and they were really going 24/7 trying to keep up with that demand. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, Josh, I think. Following this, there there may be a lot more interest in the single rider carts and some of these little uh, scooters that hold a golf bag, that type of thing. Yes, yeah, I've I've thought of all of those different scenarios, and even like the uh, up at Superior National, they have those bicycles that big fat tire bikes that you can use. Right. I think there's going to be a lot more interest. You're correct. You guys are pretty walkable, Josh, at Eagles Landing compared to most courses around. There's some hills there, but uh, do you have a lot of guys walking? You know, not too many. I would say probably 95% ride. Yep. So that was our, our predicament. We just had to get more golf carts. Sure. You know, whereas our other course down in Rice at Oak Hill, they probably have 40% of their play walks plus a lot of personal carts. So they weren't affected like we were up north. Interesting. Yeah. Speed of play, we were talking. The one thing, it's, it seems strange, but you throw two extra carts into a foursome, and, and it seems like things have gotten faster. Cause I, I guess because people are driving – Directly to the golf ball, I don't know. Yeah, there's not a lot of standing around chatting right now with all the social distancing guidelines. Um, you know, the tricky part for us, I've had to talk to my rangers and say, we just need to be careful because this particular group might be four holes behind, but they're still at like a three-hour and 40-minute pace because there are so <laughs> many groups that are just flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What that's... what a great problem to have. Yeah, no kidding. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's one of the, Chris has uh, mentioned many times on the show, it's one of the, the real things that golf has worked on. They uh, certainly promoted, Chris, the, the Play 9 was a total PGA Tour emphasis, and now uh, well, we might not have to play 9 because we can speed around 18 pretty quick. Absolutely, get in 18 whole rounds, and it's pretty common right now at three hours, and it's just it's wonderful. Josh, uh, memberships and uh, prices at the Eagles Landing, and, and let's and we'll talk a little low kill too. Yeah, um, membership prices are the same at Eagles. Um, like a single with card is is like nine hundred and eighty eight dollars, and then our, our regular rate is going to be forty one dollars. It's going to include eighteen cart range balls, and then our senior fee is thirty six dollars, and that'll be seven days a week at Eagles. And I do believe Old Kill is like a thirty eight dollar flat fee. 35 for seniors, I believe. That's the same, seven days a week. So pretty affordable golf. Yeah, very affordable. Great value. You bet. This year, uh, just keeping it simple, keeping those the rates the whole year, huh? Yep, exactly. And how about any uh, any regulation out there on the range and uh, that kind of thing? I know food is uh, is tough everywhere, so. Yep, we're going to... Um... Well, I think as far as food goes, we're going to get some guidelines today by the governor as yeah. to what we can do with the restaurant and bar side of things. And then basically taking the same common um, precautions on the golf course. The range is spaced out probably twice of what it was before, and then all ball washers, rakes, of course, all that stuff is uh, off the golf course right now. Josh, with the, the all the private carts you have down at Oak Hill, are people carrying their own rakes? I saw something on, on, or I read something about some of the, the home developments with, with golfers. They've gone to carrying their own rakes for the bunkers. You know, I guess I can't speak to that because I've only been down to Oak Hill once. Um, 
I know that down there they're also just leaving bunker rakes, you know, off the course for the time being. There very well may be um, a lot of those homeowners bringing them with them. I've played a few courses where they're just putting a single bunker rake in every golf cart and then uh, disinfecting that after play, which I thought was a pretty good idea. That is, that is a good idea, and I kind of like that because you never have to look for the rake or that's got to speed up play as well. Yes, exactly. You know, and another thing they did uh, down at Oak Hill is they got that device, which I'm sure you've probably seen, that just hooks right onto the pin, so you cut the cups just like you normally do, but then when you hole a putt, you just raise the little lever with your putter head, and it pops the golf ball right out. I thought that was pretty cool. I like that deal. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Yeah, I know some people are just using the noodles as well, which work pretty slick as well in the, inside yep. the cup, so uh, that works out pretty well too. I think all these golf courses are just trying to get it as close to the way it used to be while still keeping it safe for everybody. Yeah, everybody's making a great effort in that respect, I think. Yeah, Josh, I agree. Uh, better for, uh, I mean, you can you probably have some walk-up still, but I suppose you'd prefer uh, people to call ahead? It sure is helpful. You know, we we do the best we can to accommodate everybody that wants to play golf, but, you know, if, if people just give us a phone call, you know, we can make it work every time. Sure. Where can they call, Josh? You can call Eagles at 320-632-5721. 632-5721? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, Josh, thanks for taking the time today. I know you're uh, busy like all you golf guys, so we'll let you get back to it, but sure appreciate it. And uh, everybody put Eagles Landing on their on their golf calendar. Great golf course and uh, fun to play and, uh, and uh, just have some fun out there. Josh, sure appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it as well. Thanks a lot, Josh. Josh Dahl at Eagles Landing. Do stop out and put it on your golf calendar this year. That puts a bow on this week's show. We want to thank all our guests, including Josh Dahl at Eagles Landing. Also, Josh Evanson, uh, behind the great book, Links to St. Andrews. Links to St. Andrews, and you find that at linkstostandrews.com. Linkstostandrews.com, that is kind of the ultimate uh, coffee table book. And also Patrick Skogan, nice to have Patrick on with us, former Brainerd Warrior and now working professionally for Sun Mountain Golf Bags, Carts, and Apparel. SunMountain.com if you want to reach Patrick. Also, FinnScooters.com, FinnScooters.com, their new uh, very interesting product line. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ.